0: Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, The False Teacher's Ungodly Lifestyle, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. In our last episode titled, Salvation Based on the Word of God, Part 2, March 13th, we learned evidence was furnished by personal observation of competent witnesses. Just because a witness is competent, does it make that witness truthful? Competent means qualified, fit, having legal capacity or power as a competent judge or court, a competent witness. In a judge or court, it implies right or authority to hear and determine. In a witness... It implies a legal right or capacity to testify. From Noah Webster's 1828 Dictionary of American English. If you are saved in Christ, do you testify as a competent witness of what has saved you eternally? Competent further means. Competent is most commonly used with respect to native endowments and general ability suited to the performance of a task or duty, qualified with respect to specific acquirements and training, from Webster's 1913 Revised Unabridged Dictionary of the English Language. This means, even today, the furnished evidence was furnished by qualified, fit to testify with suitable endowments and a general ability to perform the task obliging the duty of testifying what they witnessed. In short, they, Peter, James, and John, were these suitable and qualified witnesses on the Mount of Transfiguration. To find out more, listen to our episodes in our two-part series titled "Salvation." based on the Word of God, parts 1 and 2. Today, our scripture reads, But false prophets arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. These false teachers will infiltrate your midst with destructive heresies, even to the point of denying the Master who bought them. As a result, they will bring swift destruction on themselves and many will follow their debauched lifestyles because of these false teachers the way of truth will be slandered and in their greed they will exploit you with deceptive words their condemnation pronounced long ago is not sitting idly by their destruction is not asleep from 2nd peter chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 This passage continues from the passage used last week with the word, but. So, Peter blends the two subjects here. One follows into the other, making them associated subjects. We should also note that verse 1 has several points we need to examine. Let's see why. But there were false prophets also among the people. In the previous chapter, Second Peter chapter one verses nineteen through twenty-one, Peter had appealed to the prophecies as containing unanswerable proofs of the truth of the Christian religion. He says, however, that he did not mean to say that all who claimed to be prophets were true messengers of God. There were many who pretended to be such, who only led the people astray. It is. Unnecessary to say that such men have abounded in all ages where there have been true prophets. From Barnes New Testament Notes. Among the people of Israel, those that spake even the truth when God had not sent them, and also those that were truly sent of Him and yet corrupted or softened their message, were false prophets as there shall be false as well as true. From John Wesley's notes on the Bible. False prophets, in allusion to the more sure word of prophecy, spoken of in 2 Peter 1, verse 19, as much as to say, I have indeed commended to you the study of the prophets. But beware of the false prophets who will come as in ancient times, under the guise of true prophets, from Family Bible Notes from the Nazarene users group. So, it is very clear here that there will be both false and true prophetic people, some led of God, and others who clearly are not led of God and or poison the true word of God they actually received by softening and or corrupting it. Notice, too, this warning in the last commentary passage. Beware of the false prophets who will come as in ancient times under the guise of true prophets. So, clearly, again, false prophets use a corrupted and or softened message to spread falsehoods and or false truths as real truth, even in modern times. The reason the difference requires such scrutiny is because they are nearly as close to each other as wheat and tares. Fortunately, true prophecy and false prophecy have a bit of a greater distance of separation. This makes defining one or the other a bit more simple for us. Still, difficult, but not impossible. Yet, without good scrutiny, we end up succumb to prophetic words that are not truthfully from God. This is the point of this discussion. It is what makes the difference between a false prophet and a real prophet of God. Today, we say such people have a prophetic gifting rather than calling them prophet. Either way, when such a person speaks with corruption of God's prophetic word and or softens God's prophetic word, such people are now not telling the true word they received. Simply, They are considered as a liar by scripture here written by Peter. Notice further, false prophets are intermingled like tares are with wheat in a field. Before I go further, the parable of the wheat and the tares is not about prophets and false prophets. The tares and the wheat alone serves as a competent analogy to our study here to see why false prophets are in God's church and so undetected. There is a comparative similarity of false prophets to tares and true prophets to wheat. They are difficult to tell the difference whether wheat or tares or prophetic people of God or not. The difference between prophetic people and those that are not is a bit more distinct, but only enough that mankind can study the two and reach a competent conclusion founded in truth. A big issue also is the learning person who demonstrates the gift of prophecy, while they struggle for the real prophetic truth. Such people are not a False prophet, if their prophetic word proves false or part of it proves false, while they are learning to hear God's voice more accurately. False prophets deliberately speak falsehoods to God's church body. This is where the difference is with regard to someone stepping out in faith and a very deliberate speaker. Of falsehoods in the guise of true prophecy. That should be an obvious marker when making this examination to discern a true prophet from a false prophet. Now, if we work at it more, we should be able to discern the difference of the more sophisticated false prophet appearing as a wolf in sheep's clothing. This issue of false prophets is further complicated by false teachers. Notice what Scripture said. But false prophets arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. These false teachers will infiltrate your midst with destructive heresies, even to the point of denying the Master who bought them. As a result, they will bring swift Destruction on themselves. Verse 1 states facts. It says, False prophets arose among the people, then it says, Just as there will be false teachers among you. Notice how this works in the next sentence These false teachers will infiltrate your midst with destructive heresies even to the point of denying the Master who bought them. The Master who bought them is Jesus Christ, who bought them with his death and resurrection on the cross by the shedding of his blood. Here is where self-study of the Bible shows how key a thing it really is. How can you know if something comes from a false prophet, or worse, a false teacher, if you do not know your Bible? Today, many in America, not all for sure, would rather someone teach them or find some quick self-study on a computer. Even if your Bible is on your computer or some other electronic device, You need to read it so you can understand the words contained therein. Herein is part of our service to those who are not in a church body today because of where the American church is and what it is not doing. While not all American churches, many are simply a gathering of friends having the likes of a coffee clatch. While it is nice, it really gets old fast. In such places, biblical teaching is shallow at best, if existent at all. We need a more full and competent teaching in these last days, of which, in such places, is little, if at all, to be found. Notice how false teachers work by infiltrating your midst. That has always had a stealth quality to it that is also found in use today. In other words, false prophets and or false teachers come into your church body and making a name for themselves, or making themselves well-known on electronic places online, or both. All they have to offer is destructive heresies, even to the point of denying the Master who bought them this is another point to discerning such people it is pretty far down the road of destructive heresies when you hear such people denying the master jesus christ if you hear such a thing snap out of it and leave such a church or online entity promoting false and destructive heresies and prophecies this is a bad road to be on Everyone needs to recognize their place and where they are so they do not go down this road leading you away from your life in Christ. The fact that false teachers would arise in the church is often averted to in the New Testament. Who privily, that is, in a secret manner or under plausible arts and pretenses, They would not at first make an open avowal of their doctrines, but would in fact, while their teachings seem to be in accordance with truth, covertly maintain opinions which would sap the very foundations of religion. The Greek word here used, and which is rendered, who privily shall bring in, means properly to lead in by the side of others, to lead in along with others. Nothing could better express the usual way in which error is introduced. It is by the side or along with other doctrines which are true. That is, while the mind is turned mainly to other subjects, and is off its guard gently and silently to lay down some principle which, being admitted, would lead to the error, or from which the error would follow as a natural consequence. Those who incultate error rarely do it openly. If they would at once boldly deny the Lord that bought them, it would be easy to meet them and the mass of professed Christians would be in no danger of embracing the error. But when principles are laid down, which may lead to that, when doubts on remote points are suggested, which may involve it, or when a long train of reasoning is pursued, which may secretly tend to it, there is much more probability that the mind will be corrupted from the truth, from Barnes' New Testament notes. So, false teachers at least work in a covert way that may well start fully in truthful teaching. Yet, over time, will decay into greater and greater falsehood. If this is done well by those who do it, They will gradually take you down a road that leads you away from your life in God. What is truth and what is taught as truth gradually become two very different things. This is how this kind of deception works in turning away the true children of God. Notice the root of such deception it is performed in a secret manner or under plausible arts and pretenses that give what is taught, however false it may be, the sense of it being 100% truth when it is not. Notice further what Barnes said. Nothing could better express the usual way in which error is introduced. It is by the side or along with other doctrines which are true. Today, we see this on the Internet with many subjects. Not just religion, but with many things. By example, I saw an article referred to me that was a very clever mix of truth and falsehood to fully appear as one truthful document. It's art and design is to dissuade people who read it into thinking what they see and read elsewhere in truthful formats are the real ones that do not tell the truth. Anything else is up for grabs as to how true or not true it really is. We need to keep our minds clear. We also need to question things far more than ever that are sourced both inside and outside our Bibles. If we lose sight of the truth in our Bibles, we are destined to walk in error. Notice also what Barnes said. It is unnecessary to say that such men have abounded in all ages where there have been true prophets. Notice the phrase, all ages, unquote, referring to time and not people. At the very least, this means from the time it was written to times more previous. Even so, it also has a holding forward as well, which is one of the interesting facts of such biblical writings, especially biblical prophecy. And many will follow their debauched lifestyle. Because of these false teachers, the way of the truth will be slandered, and in their greed they will exploit you with deceptive words. Their condemnation, pronounced long ago, is not sitting idly by. Their destruction is not asleep. From Second Peter chapter 2, verses 2-3. And therein, folks, is the result. Of everything that we've discussed from verse 1. The rest of this passage is not good news for those who pursue this destructive way with others. Scripture says, right here, their destruction is not asleep. This means that while you think you are getting away with it, your destruction is not asleep. This means also that you will not know the day or the hour when your destructive ways with others will destroy you. A very good reason to repent now if you are such a person. We will continue to work deeper into this passage in our next episode, The False Teacher's Ungodly Lifestyle, Part 2. What does Peter mean when he says, To reserve the unrighteous for punishment at the Day of Judgment. To find out, join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts. Or, follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details, follow. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on a growing number of podcast sites, so you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.